Armstrong. Exactly. We have some special guests with us here today. Uh, Colin McCarroll. And Colin Rogers. They are from my AP Biology class, and they're going to be talking about food insecurity today for their We Service project for their AP Bio class. Uh, before we get to that, let's do our community weekly update. So what's going on in the community this week? Not much. Everything's kind of wrapping up. Uh, AP tests are over, Envirothon's over. It's just coming to a close. Finals. Finals coming up. True. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, and what is our question of the day? Uh, well, if you find 2,000-year-old butter for some reason in a marsh, do you think it's edible? Ew. Um, I guess we'll have to find out after we listen to some food insecurity information from Cullen and Colin. Here you go. All right, here we go, guys. A crazy thing affecting our world today is food insecurity, yet it goes real unnoticed. Did you know that 1 in 15 children in developing countries die before the age of 5 due to the lack of food? And nearly half a billion people, oh, sorry, a billion people, not half a billion, around the globe feel the effects of food insecurity. Colin, did you know that? I did not, and you said it was one billion globally, correct? Yes, one billion, not half a billion. And what, what, what is food insecurity? What does that pertain to? Well, food insecurity is not being able to secure and afford a sufficient amount of food to grow and like thrive as a person. So this is, a, this is mainly a globally problem, would you say? Would, is, it, is it locally? It affects everywhere, you know, around our own town and throughout the world. Everywhere, right? Every place you can name. All right, well, how severe would you say it is locally? I'd say that about one in six kids in the U.S. do not know where their next meal is coming from. And in 2017, 40 million total people struggled with hunger in the United States. 40 million people struggled. Yes, that is a large percentage of our population. It is, it is. And um, what are some of the solutions that are coming up to the SNAP supplemental nutrition assistance program allows families to pay for certain foods with debit cards and credit cards you know they can uh, know where the next meal will be coming from and the government starts uh, funding school lunches and breakfast programs you know we have like the free and reduced lunches here in our school so that mm -hmm. kids that can't afford it don't feel that they uh, or they know where their next meal will be coming from yep one of the uh, one of the biggest problems with insecurity is the children that are being affected because children are the future of our nation in the world, and I think that it's more drastically affecting the children than it is the adults. Yes, uh, fourteen point seven percent of households in the U.S. experience low or very low food insecurity, according to the USDA, which is a governmental association that deals with agriculture and all that. And 14.7%, that is a large number of all of the residents in the United States. Yeah, it's like a, you know, a couple hundred, almost 100 million, right? Some of the global solutions that are happening right now are they are working on inventing new farming technology that allows more crops to be produced, and these crops can then be sent to countries in need of more food. That would have a major impact, wouldn't it? I, I would assume so, because one of the hardest problems is dealing with the imports of food coming into the country and not being able to grow enough. So if you can get more imported food, you don't have to grow as much. It can also help with the economy drastically. Do we have anything else to say about the uh, global effects of food insecurity? 
Uh, oh, there, there's tons to know about the uh, the global effects of food insecurity, and it's that um, globally there are a lot of countries in poverty that do not have the economy, like I said, to pay for the food that they need to survive and thrive. And one of the biggest, like one of the biggest ways to end insecurity would be to increase the economy of these countries, which. Um, it's not not easy to increase the economy, but as a global effort, if we all work together on it, we could end insecurity. Yeah, we're we're pretty lucky here. We have a pretty, you know what I mean, like a good economy. Yes. Yeah. A lot of imported food, but even with our good economy and the imported food that we do have, we still have a lot of people who are insecure for food in the United States. That is true. A lot of kids don't know where their next meal is coming from. They don't. One in six, like you said, which uh, it's a big problem in today's world. It's yeah. a big problem. Colin, do you have anything else to say? Um, I don't. I guess that I will just uh, wrap it up here about insecurity, that uh, it's a problem that's happening in our world, and people all around are affected, even locally and uh, globally. Yeah, I think it's a huge problem in our world today. It's seen everywhere, you know, around the globe. But, you know, you can go anywhere and find it. Even here in our school, like I said, the free and reduced lunch. As a matter of fact, in our school, 50% of the kids have a free or reduced lunch. 50%? Yeah, it's a crazy stat. Even as you said how we're lucky, 50% of people that you and I both know are getting free and reduced lunch. Yeah, and of that 50%, 80 of those kids get free lunch. See, as we're going into summer now, without the uh, ability to have that free lunch offered at the school, they won't know where their next meal they could won't. be coming from. It's going to be a struggle for a lot of families in the summertime without the government help. Can I just interject real quick? Um, sure, why not? Our cafeteria uh, manager, Adele Leonard, actually does have a program for free uh, lunches throughout the summertime. Um, they go to, I believe, Hearts of Park. I, I do believe it is Hearts oh, of Park. Oh, you learn something yes. new every day. Thank you, Miss Armstrong. Welcome. Go Bruins. Well, thank you guys for um, enlightening us with some of that information. Um, yeah, cool. Today we set up a uh, food drive right outside our hydration station, and uh, people can donate cans and all that food that doesn't expire, and we're going to donate it to a local food bank to help uh, – some people in need get some good food. Have a good night, everyone. We hope Stay you safe. En- we hope you enjoyed our podcast and learned something from it. Eat good. It was an interesting talk with them. Um, is it really one-sixth of all Americans like in danger of food insecurity? I'm pretty sure that's an accurate statement. That's unbelievable. I don't think that's right. I feel like maybe the government should be taking a bit more initiative as a as a wealthier country uh i feel like we should have more resource resources necessary to uh be able to supply for these families in need or make it easier for families to not necessarily be in a situation where they need to rely on these resources that they could provide for them their family without having to worry. And now we have 30 seconds with Zach. Alrighty. Whenever you're ready. Ready? Yeah. Set. Okay. Go. Okay. Well, over the summer, I'm going to be running a new program and I'm going to be teaching kids how to garden. And 
hopefully educate them about where their food comes from and what the future may lie with uh, gardening for themselves and providing for themselves. Um, in addition, I would like to also uh, start taking a Russian course. I think that might be cool um, to gain an appreciation and understanding of a new language. Um, I'm and also that is 30 seconds with Zach. Damn. You're welcome. I'm also be going to be... Um, starting an apprenticeship with a luthier. So that's also cool. With what? A luthier. So, like, he fixes, like, guitars and pianos and stuff. Oh. So that's what I'm going to be doing also. Cool. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Oh, we have to answer our question of the day. So that yeah. question of the day. Oh. Butter in the marsh. And I don't – why would you be finding butter in the marsh? I don't know. I mean, if you're walking around in the, you know, marsh and you step in something funky, like some stanky butter, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> 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 whoa. <laughs> why? Okay. I don't know why you would be walking in a marsh or whatever, but um, yeah, it would be edible. It would be edible. Yes. How is the butter even there? I don't know. And why was it sitting there for 2,000 years? I don't know. How did they... Butter, like, you churn, like, I don't know why people would throw their butter in that marsh, but... Is it, like, in a container? No, it's, like, something to do with, like, I don't know, the methane or something of the swamp. Preserving it? Yeah. Huh. I have no clue. Um, you just know that if there's 2,000-year-old butter in a marsh, it's edible. Yeah, I remember okay. at an Envirothon... Um, huh. We took the, or I took the water test like two years ago or something, and Ronan like spearheaded that question. And I was like, how and why? And then the lady explained it after. Ah, okay. Cool. Alrighty, that is the green tea. Um, you will hear from us next week. We do have more special guests next week as well. Oh, we do? We do. Oh, cool. Yes. Who are they? Um, two other groups talking about loss of biodiversity and I think more food insecurity. Um, so apologize for all of the food insecurity, but uh, it's a problem. it is a problem um, and it is something that they were interested in researching. Well, Thank you. Bye. Bye. Just like to thank WRPS for hosting our Green Tea podcast and Zach Webb for creating the music you are listening to now.